Southern University. What's up with y'all? Alabama State. I'm back. Damn you. Clark Atlanta. It feel good to be back. Take your money, make them. Take that money, make them. Don't let that money make them. You know AM, Alcorn, Jackson State, Grandma, you know what I'm saying? Texas Southern, Skeegee, Morehouse, TSU, Fort Valley. We black. So, man, let's just get into some house rules. All views are welcome to be shared, although each view expressed can be challenged in the most respectful manner. All views expressed are meant to engage meaningful thought and confront power with truth. The thoughts and insights discussed on this medium are meant to establish a framework of diverse, engaging, and legacy dialogue. We all agree HBCUs are the halo for our culture, and homecoming is a lifestyle. Through the Housewife Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2, The Importance of HBCUs. So we're here, Season 2, kicking some additional flavor. All three of us are graduates of HBCUs, but we aren't biased. We're just telling the truth, and that we graduated from the best HBCU out there, which is Morehouse, 830 Westview Drive. We just want to dive into a topic that's near and dear because it has come up recently, you know, from getting a lot of attention in the media for a host of reasons, whether it's um, philanthropic endeavors, vice president of the United States, people making their mark on a day-to-day basis throughout society and culture. So we want to talk and dive into the importance of HBCUs. And in talking about the present day importance of HBCUs, I think the first task that you have to tackle is looking at the historical presence of HBCUs. So Vince, why don't you tackle the historical presence of HBCUs and go into some kind of top line background on HBCUs, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think uh, the way I would, you know, again, lay the foundation uh, is, you know, we came about out of, an, out of necessity, right? That there were very few places that black people who were, you know, coming out of, you know, slavery, could be, you know, formally educated, um, besides these historically black, you know, colleges and universities. And of course, a number of them started in churches or, you know, church basements, uh, you know, community centers and things like that, uh, that were uh, havens for black minds to develop, to, um, you know, pontificate certain ideas around citizenship, freedom, uh, you know, the kind of world democracy, the kind of, you know, world that that they wanted to create. And so when we think about HBCUs, it is that early, it is that foundation of, 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 of black thought, right? That, 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 that initial uh, interrogation of what democracy is, interrogation of what citizenship is. And for those who listen, one of the early works that, that, that I think does an exceptional job 
about the foundation of, of, of black education is, is, is James Anderson's work, Education of Blacks in the South, and where Anderson argues how, you know, black people coming out of, you know, uh, this very tragic history, or not this, this very tragic moment of, of, of slavery had ideas about um, what life should be like going forward. And HBCU, sir, you know, what, what we now call historically black college and universities serve as the, 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 the bedrock of those ideas. And so as, as we think about HBCUs historically, you know, almost what, you know, 120, 130, 140 years later, you know, they, they continue to be that, that bedrock, you know, where, where, you know, all three of us sat in those classrooms and, 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 and was trained by these people who had, you know, who had similar conversation, right? What does it mean to be, you know, black in a democracy? What does it mean to be a citizen? Should I, I should say, what does it mean to be a citizen? You know, a citizen, you know, what does it mean to be a democratic country? What does it mean, uh, to be free. I mean, all of these questions, bro, you know, are, you know, shape HBCUs, right? It, it, because, you know, black folk was at, were, were intimate in, in those conversations. So I would, again, um, say that this moment, you know, serves as a reminder that we've always had to have these kind of conversations within a context of hostility, right? Within a context of, um, of, of, of our, thought process, our, you know, being, not being appreciated, but, but HBCUs, you know, serve as the antithesis of that, right? That, that, that in those spaces, we could be, we could have these conversations and we could take them out to the world. So that would be my quick synopsis of the, the, the fundamental importance of HBCUs historically and how they continue to play uh, a crucial role in our understanding of, again, citizenship, freedom, democracy, and, a host of other ideas that black people have pushed America to try to become better. As King say, you know, what you are on paper in real life. And I'm paraphrasing what King was saying, but essentially that's what he's talking about. So if you take that historical lens and then you fast forward, who, why would you say you decided to attend an HBCU as opposed to a PWI? going to suburban schools I just felt the need I needed to go to school with uh, people that look like me thought like me um, I know me and your mind have talked about this Grow <laughs> not to be not to be uh, braggadocious but I was pretty much the smartest black kid in my class uh, growing up and when I went to Morehouse like I figured I was like whoa like these dudes just <laughs> like way smarter than me like just shit got just, real know, very on top of things and you know I, I just knew from the giddy up like look I'm gonna have to just uh, step my game up and compete you know cause you know I, I had another uh, you know I thought it was gonna just be the same thing you know I can kind of talk my way through things and just kind of BS and uh, you know make you know the grades that I was making so you know that was definitely an eye opener um, also my older brother was already at Morehouse, so I had the opportunity. I've been going to Morehouse football games since, like, I was 12, like, 92. I mean, I remember when the field looked even different. It, You know, they, they had even uh, built it up since then. They, not to say they're, like, these top-flight facilities, but uh, they definitely have, you know, tried to improve some things. So, you know, for anybody that's listening that haven't been to a, 
uh, HBCU college football game in for a 12 year old to see them, uh, the uh, majorettes, you know, Kentucky State. I think they came down the first year. They're called the Thoroughbreds. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, that, that that'll that'll get you right too. So, uh, hey, 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 whatever whatever recruitment tool you need, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, as my girl say, a player players club. You gotta use what you got to get what you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let that have me uh, hook line, hook line and sinker, man. So, uh, just, just you know, off, off top, those are, you know, just my early thoughts on, you know, getting, getting to Morehouse. And Vince, we have a lot of listeners who know about the Freaknik story. It's been told, uh, yeah. but outside of that, <laughs> why did you choose to come to Atlanta and attend Morehouse? You know, to Greg's point, like I didn't know. You know, being from, you know, humble beginnings, you know, as we all are, uh, you know, you hear, you know, there, there's, there, there's, and we all know people, institutions like this, like the reputation precedes you, like, right, there, there, there's certain things you know or certain things you hear, good or bad, about people or institutions, you know, even before you, you know, uh, get there. And so as a product, as an 80s baby and, and a person who grew up in the 90s, I, I was familiar, of course, with the AUC, with a different world and, and you know, oh, yeah. my product of the Cosby show and things like that. Um, and so, and of course, I was familiar with King and familiar with, you know, a number of, 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 of people that, that, that came out of, um, you know, these institutions. But, it, you know, and then I think a lot of times they get lost in the sauce, but Spike Lee's school days, right? Um, and so I had, so although, although, so Atlanta, you know, although distance, you know, from me as a country boy from Arkansas, it was like these images was in my, you know, peripheral, right? Like I, I didn't necessarily know it, but, but they were always there. So, you know, once I got settled in Atlanta, uh, and realized, okay, well, I, I want to do something else than just work, you know, here in Atlanta and just, you know, be, you know, on this, you know, then, you know, Morehouse was always, the, you know, that, that peripheral, right? It came front and center. So, like, oh, well, what school would you want to go to? Like, in this, I, I applied to Morehouse, never had, never had, you know, been on Morehouse campus, never, you know, took a visit or anything like that. Uh, and so, to the question, you know, it, it was just these kind of stories that I've heard about Morehouse and or, and or people that, that, that was affiliated with the institution or you know, art forms that kind of illustrated what the institution was about. And and so that was enough for me. You know, I, I didn't have a, you know, the, I didn't see the Kentucky, you know, state majorettes like my boy G uh, saw a, 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 a football game. But I do remember the HBCU field to, to G's point about football games. I remember the, the one of the first HBCU games I went to was UAPB. You know, for those who don't know, UAPB is University of Pine Bluff. Shout out to the SWAT. And they were playing a team, and I, I, don't, re, I don't even remember the game, but I do remember it was halftime, you know, band was performing, and whatever band the UAPB was playing, they put their horns down and do something else. And I just remember UAPB, UAPB saying, your horns drop, pick your horns up, right? Because they used to use you perform with your instrument, right? You don't put your, you don't put your, your instruments down. So, so although I didn't go to UAPB, I, I just remember that that culture, the flavor. And, and so um, 
all of those kind of, you know, anecdotal kind of, you know, narratives that I had, you know, from zero to, you know, 18 or 19 when I stepped, you know, uh, my, when I first stepped on Mars campus played a role in, you know, and like, you know, in, in me attending more, I once had this reputation that I didn't really know, you know, about, you know, intimately, but I knew, I knew enough about it to say, okay, that's school I wanted to go to. And so, again, these kind of anecdotes, you know, as, as they say in life, you know, you plant seeds and God get an increase. And so all these kind of seed plants, these seeds that were planted, you know, through my, you know, zero to 18 life, and, you know, in Arkansas, when I moved to Atlanta, I had enough, I had enough information that I knew that was a school that I wanted to attend, even though it was, it was, you know, like very cursory and anecdotal information. When you look at what you just said, it's so abundantly true. And two of the things that stick out for me are like culture and flavor. When I look back at the HBCU experience and like what it meant for me, it's like, to me, and I don't know the correct way to phrase this or the phraseology behind it. So I'll just say it and I know you guys will understand. But for like listeners or people consuming on this medium, I would say like that HBCU experience to me is one of, if not the quintessential closest things that you'll get to a black utopia. Like, it's not many things out there where if you could replicate how people from various countries, cities, counties, states in the U.S., you know, I'm talking about the wealthiest of the wealthiest, top 10% to people on government assistance come together for one common goal. If you can replicate that, across other mediums and things amongst our people, I think that's one of the closest things that we will get to a black utopia. So I just throw it out there like that HBCU experience is something where you can see through a day-to-day, semester-to-semester lens where everybody can come together for one common goal. And that common goal is not, you know, walking across the stage. That common goal is to get better. Every experience drives you to a better understanding of yourself, how you interact with others, how you navigate cultures, you know, inside of cultures and outside of yours. So, I mean, what does that HBCU experience look like to you and how has that experience at HBCU, obviously Morehouse, influenced you to this to this present day? I mean, I think like I, I think to, to your point that you just made about the utopia, and and you know connecting to what G's point about uh, you know being pushed to be you know your better self. Right, is it's one thing that I learned from Morehouse because I'm like, gee, it didn't take me long to realize that, you know, 
that people had been thinking and reading way more in depth than I had by the time I touched Morehouse. Like they had been, they, I mean, they, these brothers were like, you know, they, they, these were these these dudes were on some other shit. Like they were, <laughs> it wasn't like, and I didn't, you know, I, I never thought I was on dummy pants, you know, at all, but. I mean, when you got to some of these classes, you, I mean, the stuff that people had read, I'm talking about 18, 19, 20. I wasn't even, I'm not even talking like the upperclassmen who were like, okay, I'm, I, I got, you know, this is what I'm about to do. I'm talking about these cats who your age, you know they're your age, they they in the same 200-level courses you are in or 100-level courses you, you are in. And I think, you know, to your point, yo, in that, it, 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 using that kind of utopia, you know, phrase, it, 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 it it articulates or, or at least show that there's a, a you know, that th- there are levels, you know, as, 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 as people would say, you know, as, you know, Sierra talked about level up, right. There, there, there are levels to this thing. Right. And, and, and everybody, although we may be, you know, have a collective uh, ideal about kind of where we're trying to go, there are levels to it. And, and that, I think one thing more I was taught me is about if you serious about, you know, constantly improving, Improvement, you know, and we had this kind of in the conversation offline. Uh, you know, improvement is a process, right? And I think that's one thing, you know, and I and we'll get to the, you know, the other parts later. But you know, improvement is the one thing that, that I really learned about. You know, that I learned from Morehouse that you, you that there's a self reflection that's important that you must own. And I think to, to Greg's point, that that's what you're talking about, right? That that when you enter a space and you realize like shit, I'm not where I need to be. Like that takes like that ain't that ain't some shit, man. It's easy to do, right? So I, you know, I commend all of you all, and particularly eighteen, nineteen, when you you know thinking you you know a pretty good student or whatever the case may be, and you say, man, okay, again, I gotta level up. I gotta, I gotta. So I think to me, to, to your point, that's what Morales initially did for me is to show where I was, right, and where I needed to be, and it, and, and, and I saw that gap. Every day, <laughs> all day, and it was it, it was a golf. Not in, it was like where, where where cats were and where I was. We were not even in the same playing field, and so it it, it really encouraged me and to to push myself to, to 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 decrease that gap. Now I didn't decrease that gap by the time I graduated from Morehouse, but it wasn't the golf that it was when I entered Morehouse, and so that's what I think I appreciate. And I think that what you just did is what a lot of Morehouse men do not do. You're very humble because there was not a gap of seismic proportions that you're alluding to. Man, y'all two are the smartest brothers I know, so I wouldn't even, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even go there. I mean, you you can tell you niggas much. You can tell them, but you can't tell them much, man. Like it, it's, it's no gap like that. You doing yourself a disservice because at the I'll tell you, bro, at, at, no, no, no. At, 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 at the front, at the front, I saw that shirt. Like you can tell them more how you can tell them more how, but you can't tell them much. I didn't think they were talking about me. <laughs> they, they were talking about you, and that's why you, you tell you a little something. You, that's why you have a right, D and R and a P. That's why you have a D and R and a period in front of your name. No, 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 no. That, 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 again, that's that process, bro. I told you, bro. Tobe Johnson, and, and, and I had told this story before. And, 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 you can go after this. I told you, bro. Tobe Johnson, who was uh, who was known, he, uh, you know, Tobe Johnson. Anybody who don't know Tobe Johnson, you can have a Doctor Tobe Johnson. You can have a opportunity to take him. He's retired now, but he was old school Morehouse man. Graduated Morehouse, you know, 
went on and got his JD. I, I forgot from wherever, and then came back and taught him around. I told John, Dr. John told me, he told me I, I wrote like I didn't have a high school diploma. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told I, I told that story several times, bro, in different spaces. So, you know, I know what you're saying, yo. But I, I am, I am one that that, that, that you know, I, I don't be humble based on, you know, based on uh, some 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 uh, notion of uh, of believing to be humble. You know, I'm arrogant when I need to be arrogant. But like to G's point, man, when I got Morehouse, it, it you know it wasn't. I didn't that, like I said that shirt, but you can tell the Morehouse man, but you can't tell them much. I, I honestly didn't think they were talking about me. What you're alluding to is the refining process. There were a lot in the toolkit to work with. He would just refine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah, he, he was refining. No, I, I didn't come no, you know, no dummy. And, and, and that's my it point. Was already, yeah, it was cast that was already there. That, that's, that, that, that's my point, and I'm talking about there's no seismic <laughs> difference between where they were and where you were. And you know, you just had to get there, but you already had the toolkit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, like... I appreciate, I appreciate the confidence. Hoop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't no confidence. It's the truth. Hoop, how would you say Morehouse influence... I want to say courage here, but, like, I mean, to put it in a, you know, a depiction, a lot... How did Morehouse influence you to walk out of those walls, those doors, with your chin up and your shoulders broad? And like, why is that important in the present day? Um, for me, and you know, of course, I didn't realize this while I was going there. Hell, no, I didn't even want to go to Crown Form. I even knew how to uh, the little trick. By tell it, tell tell everybody what crown form is. Away. Am I past the uh the what do you call it the uh my, my seven years? They gonna recall your shit. Hey, tell everybody what crown form is. Crown form is an assembly every Thursday at eleven o'clock. So no matter what your schedule is at Morehouse, you don't have a class from 11 to 12 and it is required that you show up if you're an enrolled student that semester on campus off campus you must come in scan your card sit in the auditorium chapel what, what do you i don't know what you call it yeah, king auditorium chapel, yeah king chapel king chapel yeah and uh you know you get to hear you know the uh, dean speak uh Shoot, I forgot the names, but, uh, you know, you get to hear them speaking. Every once in a while, they'd have uh, speakers. Yeah. I remember one particular one, Les Brown. Uh, I thought he did a good job. He had, like, a real inspiring speech. And just to be, like, sitting in an auditorium with, like, 300, like, brothers, like, <laughs> where, where, you, where else you going to have that, bro? You ain't finna <laughs> be sitting in no room with 300, uh, you know, brothers, you know, being motivated, you know, take on the world and stuff like that. But like I said, at the time, I was like, man, I don't feel like doing this stuff. But and I will, you know, and, I, and I will. Once pump, you get to I will, your upper class years, you, you kind of take it in and say, okay, I, I, I get what they're trying to do here. And I will put a pause in there so and add to, to this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I will put a pause and add to that. If you fast forward that, like I said, well, like you said, I'm sorry, you cannot find a space primarily where you see three, four, five hundred brothers of the same ilk 
wanting to go the same direction in a positive direction, sitting down, getting that kind of game, you know, on a week-to-week basis. But what I would say is for all the young guys out here that, you know, you want to hustle, you want to skip it, you want to find a way to do it, hey, they talk about this in sports, but in life, enjoy the process. Enjoy that. Like, if you are at school, don't take that for granted. And I would say it for one of two things. The first being, it is a space where you are really allowed to, you know what I'm saying, have some stuff put into your spirit. And that energy in that room, seeing like-minded people goes a long way. But then when you get out in the world, I look at it as an experience of learning how to master the soft skills. It's one thing to go to class every day and pass. It's one thing to be on your job every day and do it. But you got to know how to move outside of your job. You got to know how to interact with coworkers. You got to have those soft skills. And that type of forum teaches you that and instills in you that. So you got to know how to play the game within the game. And I'm not saying playing it, trying to get over. So don't try to skip that opportunity. Like be steadfast and, I mean, show up to that shit. Like be on time. Like really take away. Turn your phone off for, you know, 45 minutes. Listen, enjoy, and take something away from it. Sorry, Hoop. I toss it back to you on that. No, no y'all good. Uh, did y'all, now that we all... X amount of years about it there. Did y'all uh, get crowned every Thursday or did y'all partake in the uh... <laughs> No, I, I think I was, you know, but again, I, you know, to Yo's point, that was the point, man, like I said, by by time I was, because, uh, you know, I don't really uh, share this a lot because, I, I, you know, I don't really get the opportunity. But I, when, I, when I first got to Mars, I thought I was only going to be there a semester. You know, I just I, I didn't think I had the money to, to, to go. And so when I went to Morehouse, I, I just really thought, oh, okay, I, you know, it was the spring semester uh, that I started. I thought, okay, I just go get this field. And then, but once I got to Morehouse, I was like, man, I can't leave. To, you know, even to, to, to even though I, again, felt that distance between, you know, where people were and where I was, I knew that was probably, that, not probably, I knew that was the best place for me. And so the crown, to Yo's point, like the crown, I mean, it was, it was other stuff. Uh, you know, like I don't understand why the hell I had to take damn Spanish or you know what I'm saying or something like that. But the crown form part, that was th- those were the the you know what I'm saying the moments like to Yo's point that that I was like okay yeah this this is one of the the, the unique spots about this institution. So yeah, the crown form joint was, was never my was never my you know you know trying to I was trying to you know steal food out the cafeteria because I ain't had no money. Uh, at Morehouse, so I, I, I mean that's that was that was the way I was trying to you know get over on the system. Crown form, I, I, I attended pretty regularly to be honest. Hey, if you don't mind, did something happen after the spring semester to allow you to go, or did they were you able to work something else? I mean, obviously it worked out, but was there yeah, no, like so I was able? I mean, you know, she just you know have private loans. <laughs> okay, all right, I mean, yeah. hey, yeah, I, 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 I signed many of them. <laughs> no, 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 sadly, mate, you know, what I'm saying. Uh, um, so yeah, just, just you know, learn about you know what the government was giving versus you know what private institutions were giving. So yeah, I just you know, so between you know government loans and private loans, I was able to kind of maintain. But 
you know, I got you. Paying for it right now, which which why I ain't got that beach house, but it's all good. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I got a few more. I got a few more payments to make. <laughs> say 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 you you want a few hope and buying designing that fifty grand over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I won't be mad at him for that. Won't be mad at him all. He'll get my vote. Shit, I tell you that. So hoop, I I, I jumped in. Like, how would you say Morehouse influenced your courage? And like, why is that important present day? Present day, um, I guess to kind of stay on that past, and, and you brought up some good points too. Like that, okay, you're in the cocoon of a, you know, of Morehouse and of the school we went to, um, but you know, you're smart enough to know. When I go to the quote unquote the real world, I ain't finna have, you know, it ain't finna look like this. It's gonna look a little, little bit different if I'm gonna step into the corporate world. But so having that that confidence that Morehouse instills in you, I don't know, you, you, you kind of you, you know how to navigate. You know, there was certain business classes that we took. You know, they try to teach the decorum. I think that it did a pretty good job. You know, as much as they could, um, but. You know, I wish there was something I could just kind of just point to, like one thing. But I mean, really, just the the experience. Um, yeah. Just overall, for me, um, like I said, I wish I could just point to one thing. But uh, just you know what they teach you there, and you know, you pretty much thinking, you know, like we said, the t-shirts. You know, we some we some arrogant cats over there. You know, when you get to the work real world, you're gonna need that because you finna get knocked down, and you know, you got to keep that chin up. So, uh, you know, that's what I have to say, you know, for that subject. I think like yeah. for somebody like me, and it's been said many times that I was arrogant, I'm this, I'm that, and no, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take no, it. I'll take it. I'm all, hey, I will say it right here and right now. I'm all of that motherfucker. I will take it and I don't care. But I will say this. Growing up in Atlanta, if you turn to the left, turn to the right, like I said before, amongst y'all, if you found a man of substance in Atlanta, especially in the circles that my parents rode in, every dude who was about something went to Morehouse. Mm -hmm. I would say at least, at least one out of two. If not all of them, one out of Either or, the next person went to Morehouse. And I had that growing up. And I always had the confidence instilled in me. But it was like if I had a battery pack in my back, Morehouse set that bitch on fire and ignited whatever that was already in me and brought it out to the thousandth percent. So for me, I mean, I'm not going to slump my shoulders or dumb myself down for anybody in any walk of life. And seeing, like I said, you know, when you, it's kind of like, um, I think the best way to articulate it is that when you're playing sports or something and you know somebody can shoot, you can close your eyes and hit a rhythm of the nets, you know, or if you're playing baseball and you can hit a crack of the bat or, you know, it, you can just, you can hear it. And without even like opening your eyes to know who it is, you know that professional has that talent. 
when you walk on those grounds, I don't care if it's the spirit or, you know, of the ancestors or the energy of that land. I mean, that shit is sacred over there and it just helped cultivate it. And I think what was already in me helped get cultivated, you know, from a hustle to get through there, but then also that I can take forward and bring out of it because, you know, on a day to day, you're going to be faced with obstacles no matter, you know, where you go, but you know how to deal with certain situations just because of that. And then, I mean, being present day, that network of the school is so robust that you take it anywhere in the local, you know, nation, national or worldview, everybody knows that school. And I think that's why HBCUs, especially Morehouse, are just so important. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, yo, uh, and, and G. And, and I think another thing, too, as far as the Courage Joint, it's like on some level, you know, it's it's so embedded in you, right? It's like, and why it speaks, and why it speaks to this moment is because you know, Morehouse does such an exceptional job, whether, and I'm sure it's intentional. And when I say brainwashing, I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean, like, like even when I was in, whether I was taking a political science class, whether I was taking a sociology class, whether I was taking a, a you know, a, a, a general elective class, like there were always these tenets of, of being bigger than yourself right that 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 this institution was around longer than you it's going to be around long after you and you are your responsibility is to add to the legacy right and the morehouse men that we elevate you know are those who are you know selfless courageous those who speak truth to power those who are not looking for comfort in the moment you know what I'm saying, of crisis, those who actually are even more emboldened in the moment of crisis. Like, when, you know, to your point, G, about, you know, crowd form. A lot of those crowd forms, when we did have speakers, or were, were, you know, social activists. They were, you know, folks who were, who were pushing the needle, who were, you know, critiquing, you know, the inequities of America. I mean, it was, it was always these things at this institution. And, I'm, and I, my, my assumption, you know, is that it was the same way with Spelman, it was the same way with Clark, it was the same way with Morris Brown, it was the same way with ITC, uh, it was the same way, you know, for Valley. I mean, on some level, like, you're getting these messages, like, you're here not to use, not, not for us to put something in you so you can go exploit somebody else, right? You're here to get this information and go better something, whether it's in math, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in, the social sciences, the humanities, the arts. And so it's, again, this sick nature, you know, for four, four or five, six years that you hear about this is what you do. So so to when you go to these boardrooms and you go to these conferences and you go to all these places, that it's like being quiet is not an option. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be quiet, bro, when it's time to be quiet at HBC, you might as well go to a brand new white institution. And I'm not saying that those that predominantly white institutions are quiet. I'm saying like that learning how to, to speak truth to power is one thing that HBCUs do better than anybody. You know what I'm saying? 
and to your point, yo, like what it does at this moment, like you, you, you not gonna get HBCU graduates to follow some dumbass like Trump and, and some unblind loyalty. Like that's just that's not because that ain't with because that goes against everything that you're trained to do. Like that goes against like your your core principles to say, okay, when somebody is wrong, you critique it. When something is wrong, you critique it. And and that's where courage comes in, you know. And and so that's again why I think to, to, to the points that were already made why these institutions are special because you know it's you are trained to speak out how to speak out, when to speak out, why should you, all those things at an early age. So by the time you get, uh, you know, you coming out, you talking 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, 24 year olds. So by the time you get in your late 30s, early 40s, 50s, yeah, definitely by the time you get to McConnell's age, you know, you done already practiced this stuff, <laughs> shit, over and over again about speaking truth to power, you know, being courageous, you know, going into interviews where you're, Ask maybe questions that's, that 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 you shouldn't be asked because you know you you know because you saw you know you from a particular uh, race, gender, sexual orientation, whatever case may be. I mean, you know, like you speaking out again. Gee, I'm glad you brought a crown form, bro. Because I think this story sums it up, bro. And this is about courage. I think, and I don't know if y'all remember this, but Morehouse got I think one of his first. Road scholars when we were there. Y'all remember this? And Crown Forum, of course, you know, there was there was a celebration. This guy, he was either the first row scholar or the second row scholar. And I remember this Morehouse cat. He was in class and I forgot his name. He was had locks. I don't know what his dude is today. But he stood up. And he was like, why the fuck are we celebrating Cecil Rose? He was a murderer, a colonizer of Africa, blah, blah, blah. Right? And I was like, Damn, right? And you know, so you know, Crown Forum, I was like, oh shit, damn. <laughs> Here's this formal damn, you know, presentation where this dude, so it, like, I'm thinking, I don't know who the, I don't know who the guy who got the Rose Scholarship, right? He, he got the celebration going on. Then you got this Morehouse cat, another Morehouse cat, and the audience is like, what the fuck are we celebrating? Not not the dudes getting it, but the but 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 the guy, Rose. Yeah, Rose. Cecil Rose. Cecil, Cecil Rose, yeah. And, and I remember this is when uh we I think this was uh who was our president? Massey. Massey. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Massey was like, and this is why again about courage, bro. So the guy stood up, he, he questioned it, which I think is courageous too. But Massey was like, Sir, that, you are raising good questions, but this is not the forum for that right now, right? And so at that point, I learned that I, I, I learned about courage from from the guy who stood up, right? But I also learned about how, how, how courage can also be responded to, right? And I learned as I got older that you know, there's different ways to display courage, right? And not to say in that situation that either, this is not like a right or wrong, because I'm saying like, I think in those lessons in Morehouse, you learn about, like, it's it's always time to eat, to, 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 to push the envelope, and it's always a, a time to respond to how people are pushing the envelope, right? And so those things can be, you know, there's tension in that. 
But it, what Massey didn't do, and this is what this is why I'm bringing it back to January 6th, what Massey didn't do was defend fucking Cecil Rose, right? And I think that to me is the 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 the, the uniqueness of of my experience to Morehouse. Like he he was saying, you 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 have a valid point, young brother, but this not the moment. He didn't. Now he could have sat up there and defended Cecil Rose and blah blah blah. blah. This is a exceptional. Kick them out. Get out. Yeah, kick them out. Whatever case may be. But and that's what I learned. I learned that 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 there are, again. I'm gonna go back to his level levels to this, right? That that you can have different ways to handle or or, or approach uh, uh, um, these tensions. But to defend the indefensible is what thing I learned is unacceptable as a Morehouse man. And that's one thing I think I learned I learned from Massey in that moment. He didn't defend the indefensible, and that's what I appreciated. And, and appreciate the courage that was displayed by the students. You know, what Morehouse does is, is that, that, that self-reflection, bro, is important. And maybe we need to do a whole podcast, a whole series, a whole series about the importance of self-reflection, bro, because that, that point about people calling you to be better than where you are is important about like developing, developing, you know, life. Like th- those are life kind of lessons that you have to learn. Again, you know, like Sierra, like, you know, it's you know, leveling up is not like you know, if you hear that process of getting here to here, and I'm not even talking about like money and, and, and career. I'm talking like maturity, like courage, whatever, whatever you want to say to get from here to there. There's a process to that, and I think to, to the point you just gave, the example you just gave, is a great example about the uniqueness of Morehouse and, using, and, and how exceptional it is. Using Sierra to, and the term level up just has so many different connotations and levels <laughs> to it, so I, I'll leave that at that. Hey, one of the things that I heard you say, and this is for either one of y'all, that Morehouse teaches you and HBCUs teaches you the understand the fundamental understanding that is bigger than you and it's going to be around longer than you what can alumni of hbcus do to continue that legacies because the legacy is so powerful of hbcus this is all shared a personal story about you know financial aid and not knowing you know how you're going to pay the next semester uh uh, we spoke, I'm sure I've probably spoken about it before, but I had missed uh, one semester uh, beginning of sophomore year. That's that's just, I met Yoman in the first class of the spring semester. Uh, forgot the name of the class, but anyway, uh, I I had my dad talking to like 100 black men of Atlanta. They were pretty... Uh, good with like getting back to them like trying to find uh you know different ways to get me back into school so uh you know it, you know the candle uh the, the morehouse you know the the gala that you know to raise money just happened over the weekend uh we got to continue to you know do stuff like that and helping you know i, I call myself i'm not the, i'm not the i wasn't the 4.5 gpa bio major i was just a regular middle of the road business major you know that's the kid you need to you know make you know try to retain to make sure they come back into school so uh you know i wish i had the means to you know actually just cut a check to you know some kids like that because that 
that really means a lot to me because I, I felt like people did look out for me, and I always do uh, appreciate that. Uh, so I just want to kind of give that story, me personally. How that, how I think is, I think we can, as alumni of HBCUs, we can help out in a number of ways, but two of the ways that I would say that come to top of mind that I would highlight is the understanding of finances. And what I mean is everybody's not going to be able to write a check for a hundred thousand or a hundred million or pay for an entire graduating class, erase that debt, but $50, you know, every quarter, $50, every check, you know, I mean, sacrificing, and I don't say this in a, you know, stupid way, like sacrificing that one meal that you go out and spend a hundred, two hundred $200 with your family, like cut that in half to a hundred and make an annual donation of $1,200. If you look at a hundred dollars a month, like $50 budget, $25, the powers in numbers. If you can get, you know, hundred thousand people to give $25 a month, that, that can make an impact that's unseen. And then also this might be, you know, a little far fetched, but I know we've had these conversations and the, the ice is not colder on the other side as my buddy wants to, you know, he likes to say all the time and I stole that phrase, but if we can get these kids who are participating at a D one level in sports to go to HBCUs, we can change a big narrative financially because the windfall of intercollegiate athletics, that monetary value associated with high level competition and TV rights and, you know, things of that nature. And that will change everything. So I know, you know, there's some kids went to Howard this year playing basketball, the golf tournament, the golf is starting to pick up with NBA guys starting to donate to the programs. But if we look at minor contributions from a lot of people, as well as the sports play that we can make, I think we can change a lot of lives in a meaningful and impactful way. Hey, yo, let me add to that. Uh, Deion Sanders, head coach of Jackson State, you know, as of January this year, he, he's a walking commercial. Like, he sells, if you, you know, look at my Instagram, he can, you know, he sells himself, you know, sells everything, sells his lifestyle. Right now, he's selling that program, and ESPN is going to, uh, they're going to be on ESPN six times next year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's ESPN, you, Kyle, you know, what it, Whatever the case, whatever it's on there, you know, six yeah. times on the platform. Yeah. Uh, the spring, the spring football game will be on ESPN as well. Just so, just that's just one example of uh, you know a, a light shown on the HBCU, and like Yo said, ho- hopefully uh, this can spread. Yeah, but you're right, Joe G. But and, and, and I, you know, not to harp on this too much, but you know, the Dion joint is, it, you know, it's possibly a game changer. You know what I mean, and and I think, and I, and I think again, we 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 your life present, and that's one thing that I, I appreciate about HBCUs, uh, as well. Like, you know, we learn that life presents us moments. 
and you don't know where you're going to be in those moments or, or, or even if you're going to be ready for those moments but this is a moment like we're in a moment now where where it's going to decide whether they whether hbcu survive the 21st century mm-hmm. right and, and this is the moment we're in and, and this that's not hyperbole that's not like what i mean this is like we have to decide what are we going to do in the early 21st century to make sure that our kids, kids, kids have a, a historically black college experience. So as as my grandmother used to say, when my face is covered up, right, will these things go on? In addition to what y'all saying about the resource joint, I think another alumnus, you know, the alumnus can, can do that I think is important, you know, go back to your point, yo, for this moment, is to really talk to young people and even our peers, you know, and older, is the need to be courageous in this moment. And I don't mean courageous as just only speaking truth to power. I mean to think courageously, right? To think transformatively, to, 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 for us to dream big, be bold in, in, in all that we do, right? And, and I think this moment presents us an opportunity for those things. So in addition to like giving back to your institutions, as, as Joe and G said, in addition to, uh, you know, like G, you know, it's funny that you said, not funny, haha, but funny, interesting about the gala, right? Like I guess, yeah, I used to get emails from the, you know, gala all the time and never thought about going, first of all, those damn dinner places, you know, you know, but, you know, I got a little chain now. Like, if you know, like, so, like, next year, I think about, I, I would probably attend the game. But I didn't realize it, it was, it was, like, and I don't know why I didn't think about this. And I've been contributing more out for years now. But I didn't know it was, like, for student scholarships, right? But, but to your point, like, those kind of things are not only uh, important to participate in, but they're also, net to your, your, you know, network opportunity. So, in closing... I want us to debunk the following statement. And I will say that I heard this statement from a black person. And the statement goes as follows. An HBCU does not prepare you for a a real world experience. Yeah, I think to be honest, man, um, this is the the thing that I always try to, and, and I don't want to bring credentials out at this point, but this is one thing that I press people on about having some intellectual integrity, right? Like, I don't necessarily know if we always been like this or if I just notice it as I, as I get older, that people make conclusions or statements that have no support behind it right it's just it's just they're dumbass statements on so many levels so i would just deal with just one level of why this statement is stupid but what i would add to that is i think people are sheep and they make statements and regurgitate statements that are like you said doesn't have any substance to it but they just repeat what they've heard right and it just doesn't make any sense yeah. Like when you're having a sports yeah. argument and somebody just say, oh, such and such was this because of this. Like you just saying what you said. You haven't done any factual research or anything to right. substantiate your 
point or position on said matter. Right, yeah, I agree with that. And so a lot of that came about, you know, towards like this, you know, push to desegregate, integrate, whatever word you want to use. And they was like, well, you know, historically black college is no longer relevant because we live more in an integrated society, blah, blah, blah. Which is just not factually true. Like we're we're you know, we're just as segregated or even more segregated now than we were in the fucking nineteen sixties. Right? It's not Vincent Dwayne Willis saying that or Dr. Willis saying that. it's just fucking data. It's just you know, most of us live in communities that look like us. People we go to church with people who look like us. We, we you know, it, it, that's just what it is. Now for different reasons. So I don't wanna make no damn false equivalence here where black folks typically stay around black folks based on a whole lot of factors. White folks tend to stay around white folks because they don't want niggas around. So, you know, those are just facts. I mean, you know, so to say the HBCU don't prepare you for the real world, it's 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 not even applicable because what are you talking about? Like, you're not talking about intellectually because most people with advanced degrees, most, you know, medical doctors come from, you know, graduate HBCUs. You know, most people with PhDs, your HBCUs, MBA. I mean, so wherever you want to look at, so black people would, 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 I mean, so HBCUs, as, 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 as the phrase go, we punch above our weight, right? We, 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 we do more with less. And so the idea, so if I would argue to, to go back to G's point, if you are a student, right? If you are a 13, 14, 15, 16 year old black student, or who want to experience, you know, just being able to be. So if you're a white student, if you're a brown student, yellow student, you just want a place where you can go get an education. You ain't got a, well, you don't enter in a, in a deficit. Then historically, black colleges, I would say, are the place for you because it will, it will, it will just allow you to be investing you on your merits, and then, you know, kind of. When I kind of put in, you know, try to get you where you're, you you want to go, and so the idea that we don't train people for the real world, I think three the houseway is a uh, several, you know, one of many goddamn examples of that not being the case. King is another example. Warnock is another example. Stacey Abrams is another example. Goddamn Kamala is another example. I mean, so however many examples you need to say the HBCUs train you not only for the real world but to, for a transformative world, right? And so those things are are, are just, and the fact that we're still repeating that shit, bro, in 2020, 2021, it's just, it's, 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 again, I think we need to push ourselves to be much more intellectually astute than keep saying <laughs> the dumb shit that people have been saying since the 1980s, 1990s, or HBCUs are no longer relevant. I think for me, it's kind of like, um, several layers to it right <clears throat> and like i said the statement came from somebody somebody <laughs> i know as a colleague who went to a non-hbcu to me for one and i know it's a play on words i get it you know i'm not naive on the fact of that whole real world shit to me is one of the dumbest things that we say in our society. Like if you're in college, yeah, you're, in, you're in the real world. Yeah. Like to me, that yeah, has yeah. some false. Hey, hey, yo, 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 I'm going to cut y'all, but we need to teach that. I, I'd say the same shit. To, I said the same shit, bro. In my class, I shit you not. 
three weeks ago. Yeah. I, I always hated that. Like, cause when, you know, and I'm saying this to all three of us. Like, we was grinding in college. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we were working 40 hours a damn week. I don't know what the fuck they uh, So, whoever came up with that statement shows you what the fuck they are. Because, like I said, Yomar Brown, Greg Hooper, Vincent Willis was leaving Morehouse College and going to work for six, seven hours, six or seven hours, eight hours that day, and working 40 hours a week. So, I don't know what the hell they talking And, I, you know, so I don't know what they're talking about, the real world. At, at, shit, but go ahead. I don't mean to cut No, you no, no. You're not cutting me out because you are adding to what I'm saying. And I'm like, to me, for somebody to throw out the phrase or phraseology of real world, it overtly implies that there's like you're living in a fake world like type of bubble. Like when you go to, you know, an HBCU and that's that's just not that's just not true. And so the I take part, you know, take issue with that part of the statement. But I also take issue with it on another level is that if you are a scholar, African-American scholar at an HBCU or non-HBCU, to be at a non-HBCU and even for that matter to be at an HBCU and take this statement, uh, everybody's trying to advance themselves, right? So don't tell me your experience is better than mine or vice versa. I don't care what school that you go to, because to me, the way I look at it is what you're trying to do is stand on somebody else's shoulders to make yourself taller. And at the end of the day, everybody's trying to get better. You know, like you trying to have your experiential things, you know, in school, learn a craft, a trade, a curriculum, whatever, and try to enhance yourself, you know? So don't give me that, oh, just cause you know, you didn't go to an HBCU, my my path is better than yours. You can't, you you can't do that to me. And I, that's why I take issue with it. And then- and, uh, Again, some of that shit is, 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 is folks trying to, to justify why they didn't go to HBCU. And that, and that's, that's part of where I was going. Yeah, not, and just say, but black folks, we need it everywhere. We need it at HBCUs. We need it at non, you know, non, we need it at, you know, non, you know, HBCUs or, you know, PWIs, whatever you want to call it. So just leave, that's what I'm saying. Just leave it at that. Just be like, you know, I, I went to, because as somebody who teach at a predominantly white institution, a lot of those non-white students, you know, getting their own cocoon anyway. So, you hey, know, Vince, you know, Vince. Like black, Greek, you join, you know, you, 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 you know, it's so it's like you, you, you still trying to find your haven, you know, so, so just, you know, again, that was, I, I, that, that was the third and final thing that I was going to say, like 99% of the people who say this about going to an HBCU and they go to a PWI, they go to a PWI and isolate themselves into the black only culture of that school. So what? I want to say isolate. They get pushed to that. So well, I say, okay. I use where I say, but I know what or mean. both. Or both. Isolate yeah. or push there or usher there. You know what I'm saying? From the powers that be. And I'll leave it at that. Greg, I'll let you weigh in on it too. Because I was going to say the same no, thing mean, that you said. Pretty, y'all, y'all hit up all my points because <laughs> in a very eloquent way, <laughs> 
your mind, you pretty much said them black folks who went to UGA looking down at us, <laughs> you know, but, you know, at Morehouse talking about, you know, this ain't the real world. Like that's, that's a lazy statement. And like I said, it doesn't have much basis. It, and just like what Vince said, we're needed everywhere. Not to put them down for going up there. We're, yeah, you know, y'all trailblazing up there too. And if you, know, you feel that, if you feel that way yeah. about my HBCU, stay the fuck away from homecoming. Don't come, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah they'll be there. They ain't gonna do that. They ain't gonna do that. But that's but that's one thing to be uh, uh, you know. And I, I, I'm gonna give the crowd some insight to to, to three to, three hours with. That one thing I love about us though, and I mean us as black folks. Uh, Folks would talk shit about your cooking, but that's the other house eating all the damn time, right? It's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't like your barbecue, but can I get a damn wing? Like, no, I'm going to get a plate. Oh, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Greg, I'm going to add to what you said. Not only are they going to say, can I get a plate, they want that styrofoam to go, too. <laughs> they want to double They want to double down on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So some of that shit, man, you got, as, as, as G said earlier, you got to read between the lines, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, had Jesus said offline talking about that they moved me, you know what I'm saying? When, when, when it's like, no, I got promoted. It's like, you know, some of that shit is like, oh, but I ain't gonna HBCU for a real work. Like, just you know, hey man, just we honest, honest what you're saying. Now you see the flavor that 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 you don't have. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, man, you know, there's people who cook lemon pepper wings differently. It don't mean my lemon pepper wings is better or worse. It just means your lemon pepper wings ain't got as much soul. It's a little different. It's just, you know, it's just catfish, goddamn, what, Wednesday, Friday, whatever it is. Friday. Uh, fish, what was it? Friday. Yeah, Friday. You know, maybe, this, you know, they may do something similar to that in, in Alabama or Georgia or something like that. But it ain't, it ain't the AUC. You know what I'm saying? Like, it may, you know, like to your point, G, UGA might got their own flavor, but it ain't the AU. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You yeah. say that, but don't try to, but don't try to justify. I don't need you to do anything at my expense. That's all I'm saying. Like just or, or at our expense. Just and that right and that's that. my point of why, you don't yeah. need to stand on somebody else's shoulders to make yourself talk. Right, yeah. Just hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. operating your own lane. And no, guess what? This is a six lane highway. Everybody got right. can go at their own speed. Everybody can go in their own direction. And for that matter, yeah. everybody can get off at whatever exit they want to get off and enjoy their journey and call it a day. And that's I had that same conversation with, I think it was my first or second year at Alabama. I want to say I'm almost positive Alabama, and and and, and these this, this you know student was talking about how they were beefing <laughs> with these students at Alabama A and M about HBCU versus PWIs, and I was like, well, we don't uh, y'all are college students, you know, it's it's, it's young black. You know, people. So the ancestors are proud of both of y'all. You know what I'm saying? So we shouldn't, call, we we shouldn't, you know, create these unnecessary tensions. And at the same time, I, and I, I say this as Dr. Spence say, you know, we, we are we are needed everywhere, right? You know, I I think that, you know, there's a disproportionate number of black students going to his, you know, predominantly white institutions that you know affect you know HBCU survivors. So I will, I will, I will. I will I hope that number, you know, become, you know, much more, uh, uh, you know, comparable. But the idea that, you know, 
historically black colleges and black students who go to historically black colleges and black students who go to, you know, predominantly white institutions, you know, I think that tension is unnecessary. But if you decide to go to white institutions, just say that. Don't, but don't tell me that HBCUs did that did more how to prepare me for the real world. In closing, remember to support higher education, vocational and technical training. If you need a place to give back and help others, the place is morehouse.edu. This was another Three the Houseway podcast. Be sure to connect with us by subscribing on Google and Apple Podcasts and check us out at the site at 3thehouseway.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-D-A-H-O-U-S-E-W-A-Y.com. 3thehouseway.com. Until next time, friends.